Like Pogs, Ska, and AOL, Blockbuster Video is long gone. Unlike those things, we still have fond memories of Blockbuster. And on the Talkbuster podcast, host Chris Shipman helps us relive those bygone days. Every episode, Chris Shipman and a guest remember their times at the Blue and Gold and share stories of their time there, giving you a rare insight into your neighborhood video rental store. Find it on your favorite podcasting site today. This week's episode is brought to you by the Talkbuster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce of their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So, listen to the Talkbuster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich, and your NPR voice strikes again. I, I like doing it. It's fun. I mean, it's some... I'm not stopping. Anyway... No, I'm, I'm not, not telling you to stop. I think, I think it marks a buckler. It's like, oh, okay, NPR. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing today, Ulrich? Oh, we're still in 2020. Yeah. All right, well, then let's get right on. We'll do the patron sound off. So this is my job in Bucklers. These are the people who are our patrons on Patreon. They actually give us some cash for what we do, which is, like, unbelievably awesome. I still, my brain can barely wrap around it. So the least we can do is say their names, and I have an up-to-date list this time. They are Pan Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vey, Brendan Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, and Solomansky. And if you would also like to be part of the list that we say at the beginning of most of our stuff, then you can go over to Patreon slash Geeks with Shields. Uh, dollar a month gets you at minimum 25 cents an episode because we put out four or more things a month in general. So, you know, it helps us a lot. Anyway, Ulrich, what are we talking about? We're going to do a buckler on an idea we've kind of talked around, but never really talked about. And that's kind of the quote-unquote decline of the action movie in the modern era. And I put quote-unquote because I don't know what to find. We're not, I don't want to put too much of a pin on what an action movie is, but you will hear people going, action movies are dead, superhero flicks killed them. Well, it's funny because I would say superhero flicks are definitely action movies. Action movies are a, a more generalized like genre class. I mean, the only reason to do this kind of classification in the first place is for ease of conversation. Like classification, we've talked about it many times before that trying to move things into classes gets you very dangerously like in gatekeeping territory. And that's not where we want to go. It's more about being able to communicate ideas to people. So, yeah. So when we're saying an action movie in this case, I suppose what we're saying more is like, a uh, a movie that's primarily conducted with like with action, but is also not connected to any pre-existing property, right? Would that be kind of fair? Kinda, because I mean, I remember this conversation first coming up when the Expendables movies. For those of you that you know remember those, underperformed, and people going, "Well, I guess this is the death of the action movie," and it's like, 
there was reasons those movies didn't do well, and it was not because people are tired of action movies, but that's a whole other topic. It's funny because this definitely falls under the same conversational problems that like the term first-person shooter conjures with games. Games are the same problem, but it's actually worse with games, but I'm not going to go to that right now because all arcades when I go to that. So <laughs> uh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do our best to try to be clear, but for purposes of this discussion for the next like 15 or 20 minutes, when we talk in action movies, we're talking more things like you know, what we talk about like in our 90s action movie episode, things like Speed or even The Matrix, which is a sci-fi action movie. I don't know why I went with two Keanu Reeves flicks, although John Wick's a pretty good modern action flick. So See, uh, now you're kind of getting into right what I think. I don't think it ever really died. I think it's had to adapt and I think it's gotten better for it as a whole. Well, let me put it this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off real quick by saying that my favorite movie that I consider an action movie which also happens to be a martial arts movie, which I consider to be two different things that overlap a lot. Yep. Um, my fa- So my favorite action movie is The Raid Redemption, period. It's funny because it's actually extremely close to another one of my favorite movies, Dread. They're, they're very similar, but really only in <laughs> setup. So yeah. Uh, anyway, point is that like The Raid is my favorite action movie, period. And that's relatively recent in regards to what we're talking about. That's like, what, mid-aughts? I actually don't remember what year the raid came out. I gotta look this up now. I don't know. That's I know I'm gonna get Schiffer, but those movies are still on my to-watch list. 2011, so. Oh, wow, that was... That's oh, actually, wow. That's only nine years ago. That's I consider that in the modern era. And yes, that, it, uh, Ulrich, you should need to see the raid redemption. At least the first one. No, probably the I, I know. I've heard good things, and I know I'm gonna like it. Because I've, I just kind of came up as I thought about it, like, you know, do I not just do it? Because I, I'll start to, I watched The Old Guard on Netflix and I didn't like it. And my brain went, do I not like action movies anymore? And then I realized, no, I just expect more from them. And this is not a good action movie to me. Yeah, I mean, we just recently, or recently, quote unquote, it was like two months ago, we watched uh, The Rock, which is totally an action movie and you still really liked. I, I thought it was just fine, too. Yeah, I know it does kind of make me realize, and it does kind of go into, you know, people want to blame superheroes. Yes and no, because superheroes opened up new venues to do interesting action with. I And it's just, as much as I love the classics, you can't have big guys punching each other in the face and have that be as interesting. I do think that there is something we said that the superhero genre did change. As you said earlier, it had to adapt. And when I think about uh, John Wick or The Raid, right... Both of them are not superhero flicks, but they have trappings that remind me of like comic booky kind of stuff for for different reasons. Especially John Wick, which is basically just a comic book brought to life, and I, which is amazing. And yeah, but no, I'm still surprised. Like when I first watched the first John Wick, I'm like, this was based on a comic, right? Like it feels like it was based on a comic, and it's like, no, totally originally conception. It's like, okay, cool. So they just kind of copy what works. So the, the difficult thing here is to find the, I would say, the line of demarcation between what we're actually talking about when we talk about, quote-unquote, like, action movies. Where, where action movies shifted when they felt like they became something different. And I can say that I feel like there's actually two very important lines of demarcation in, in our lifetime, anyway. Uh, the fir- and they're both actually very close to each other. Uh, the first is The Matrix, 
And the second is, oddly enough, actually Spider-Man. But since Spider-Man is the line of demarcation is because that's basically when superhero movies became a thing. I want to use The Matrix as more of the interesting example. Because, like, everyone knows that The Matrix showed up and changed everything. Everything, yeah. Like, For better and worse. There are a few movies that have affected the movies, like, everything about movies as a film, as a medium, like The Matrix. And what that means, it's funny because I'm trying to think of, like, I know that, like, Die Hard also, the cool thing Die Hard did was that Die Hard was, like, the first action movie to be, like, let's just cast a regular dude. Because that's the time, that's what Bruce Willis was. He's not that anymore. It's hard to think no. about it in that way. But back then, he was, you know, the guy from Moonlighting and, like, some cheesy commercials. So he wasn't, you know, six foot five and shaped like Hercules. Anyway, not the point. So the point is, if we use uh, The Matrix, which is, what, 99? 1999? 2000? I don't remember exactly. But if we use that as a kind of our, Yeah, so if we use that as our, our line of demarcation of, like, all right, after this, everything felt different and then it's funny because with the matrix you saw a very obvious shift of every action movie just wanting to cop the matrix but more importantly that and more substantively to our conversation i feel like the matrix made people who make action movies try to go out of their way to make them more well more you know like like don't get me wrong another one of my favorite action movies period like i'm doing like top five predators up there predator is not a complex movie at all nope Yes, there's an alien in it, but at the end of the day, this is a bunch of buff guys in a jungle fighting a, a an alien hunter. That's all that's yep. going on. There's nothing complicated about it, and I kind of love that. Nope. But yep. <laughs> yeah. But the Matrix showed up, and then suddenly, like everything afterwards, at least all the stuff that is memorable, had to be kind of about something more than just people fighting or shooting or, or whatever. Because you know, it was like philosophy. 101 and so everyone else was like all right what's our philosophy now i even i think about john wick and one of the reasons why john wick is so interesting to me is because john wick took the basically the format of the 80s slasher and inverted it and like that alone is like fascinating so but anyway yeah no i think the philosophy and the heavier stuff was sprinkles on the sunday of the matrix and the matrix's big thing was like what if we had them do, you know, like wuhan flips and kicks and crazy shit like that we love from these kung fu movies and western audiences were like holy shit, I didn't realize this was a thing. And everyone's like, well, you know, Jackie Chan was a thing in the 90s, but I guess we forgot about that. And it well, just added a new element. I think I that's what that, was missing. Well, I brought up that because I was trying to hold, hone into what about things like John Wick and The Raid feel different than the old stuff. Oddly enough, The Raid doesn't. The Raid is... But The Raid kind of throws back to that Predator thing. The Raid is ex- extremely simple. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, The Raid is an Indonesian martial arts film about a group of SWAT guys who try to do a raid on a like a skyscraper with, that's run by a drug lord. The drug lord realizes it, locks down the building, and then calls it over the intercom that anyone who like brings him ahead of a SWAT member gets free room and board for a year. So now it's like this SWAT... That really is dread. Yeah, yeah. So it's this SWAT team versus this building. And particularly follows this one guy, Rama, who practices Pencax a lot, possibly the oldest martial art in existence, and him brutally fighting off guys with machetes and just whole gr- like room floors worth of people. It's it's like the raid if the focus was more on you know brutal hand to hand combat. That or sorry, the yeah. raid is like dread if it was more focused on brutal hand to hand combat. So yeah, yeah, no, and I mean. We've kind of got the more contemporary successor of that in uh, Netflix's Daredevil, which was basically just blind guy punches really good, but... Oh, for the record, the Daredevil fighting off the the bikers in season two 
that scene felt like, if not directly inspired by like the raid, very similar to me. Although it was probably more directly related to Old Boy, which is a whole nother conversation. But yeah, and I mean, I, we kind of got to put a pin in the East versus Western approach to action because I don't think you know, Eastern action has right. ever slowed. Like and, Eastern and, and action has kept it going. And I do feel like martial arts movies are almost like a whole nother. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I, I spent too much time talking about about that. I'm going to put that to the side because martial arts movies are a little more. There's there's other things going on there that are worth yeah. So no, that, so that, now, that could be so a whole look about, on its own. So now if we look about post 2000 action movies western, the only genre, the only thing I could think of are like uh, we've got our our Mission Impossible's, which oddly enough start getting a lot more like frequently. We we keep our James Bonds. Fast and the Furious proceeds to exist. So, but of those, like, I only loosely like the new Bonds, kinda. Uh, I don't like the new Mission Impossible, and I was never into Fast and Furious, so I don't know what to say. (laughs) See, here's the thing about Fast and Furious. Like, I remember when the very first Fast and Furious came out, and I remember going, oh, that was cool. And then they did, like, four other movies that no one ever talked about, and then they started doing crazy shit with cars, and everyone was like, oh, okay, and I think that's kind of we're circling back to what we think is if you don't do something new, something big, something spectacular, then what's the point? Because I love like maybe we'll do Mad Max Fury Road. That is a bare bones, simple story, but it was huge explosions and practical effects. And it was like, Hey, this is a car chase, but insane. Well, it was also, also incredibly well directed. I want to say one thing I feel like gets ignored with Mad Max Fury Road a lot is simple color palette. Because yep. one thing that turns me off of a of an action movie instantly is seeing the same like grays, muted blues, and brown color palette that is basically any action movie coming out of the West today. <laughs> or if you're talking Michael Bay, sweaty, sweaty orange. Uh, but the fact that Fury Road was this like bright orange and blue nonsense was, which is funny because orange and blue was a lot of like the worst. But in his case, instead of being like muted like light orange and blues it's like just the sand and the sky and it wasn't the people so it made the people stand out i don't know it's hard to explain how he used basic he basically used the same color palette as bad colored movies but he did it in like a way to show hey it's not the problem with the colors it's how they're being used <laughs> so, anyway yeah. I, I just think that's something that never gets mentioned with fury road that i love so well yeah no it just kind of worked to uh represent my point that action movies are still going strong is just you have to do something new. And I think it is because we so many more movies are, you know, shown to us every year that you can't do the simple stuff anymore. You got to be like, okay, you're doing this. And what else? What else you got? Do you got, you know, flamethrower wielding, you know, cars? Do you have stunts that are just so impossible? Do you have, you know, Tom Cruise hanging off the side of a plane? Do you have an era, you know, kind of a step away from everyday believability? Which you know is kind of a favorite I... example of what you're talking mm. about right now? Mm. Uh, one of my favorite movies, period, is Hardcore Henry. And that is literally a gimmick, but a really well done gimmick. For anyone who yeah. missed it, Hardcore Henry is a pretty bare bones action movie about a guy trying to save his girlfriend from a psychic terrorist. But the entire movie is done through first person of the protagonist who never speaks. Yeah. It's no, basically that's the I mean. ending, that cool ending scene from Doom, but for the whole movie. So, <laughs> and it's awesome. Oh. Now, admittedly, it's a little hard to watch because your brain starts getting like, you know, vertigo and stuff. But, uh, 
it's it's very good <laughs> and that's an example of what you're talking about where it's like this did something that no one else really did i wouldn't be surprised if someone like hey though this movie this, you know did it first but no one knew about it well i'm sorry but harker was the first one that i was aware of that did this so yeah and i just kind of think that that there i do think there is a nostalgia for the older style horror because you had you know the old guard on netflix which i i don't get the hype behind i watched that went this isn't really anything that impressive and then the chris hemsworth one again on netflix and i had the same thing like this also isn't really anything i haven't seen before i i do think that for better or worse also we live in a a, a world now where an audience prefers for lack of a better term a mythos associated with its stories even if it's not like the thing at the forefront so like john wick i think a big part of what makes john wick work is the world it's set in you know as a it, it's and the fact that then yeah, franchised out that. to it mad max is the same kind of thing but when i think about something like oh speed or something like that like there's not a world that's interesting behind that that's just our world or bad boys or something like that and i think that the 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 audience now again like superhero genre really shaped what i'm talking about but it doesn't change the fact that that's kind of the reality we find ourselves in so so maybe that's kind of what it comes down to is it's not just can you do something interesting with your premise but you also have to have an interesting world for this to occur which that actually might explain why i'm not really into the new james bond movies well there's a bunch of reasons why but it's just like I live in the normal world. I don't really, this isn't really interesting, but Kingsman exists in this weird kind of alt world where it's super weird and over the top. And well, I can get behind it's that. funny because Kingsman exists in what is essentially old James Bond's world where new James Bond exists in what is essentially a call of duty game. So yeah, is, I mean, apparently they got kind of away from that with like the last bond movie, but I didn't watch it. So I can't, I can't say, but it's, it's, I don't know. I loved Kingsman one. I didn't like Kingsman 2, but it's hard for me to pin down exactly what my problem is with it. So it must have been a long time since I watched that. <laughs> I still like that movie, and I I hope eventually to see The Kingsman, because as much as I hate making Rasputin your villain of a World War One plot, it still looks like it has crazy action, which I'm all for. You know what? I'll say, and this is just a personal thing, Like I don't actually as- ascribe what I'm about to say to anybody else, but in my case, I've never really been into conventional action movies be primarily because i don't find car chases interesting it's just people driving whatever yeah. and i don't find shootouts interesting because it's just people shooting i don't know how to i don't know how to phrase this but there's nothing interesting to me about watching a guy come out behind like a wall and, and shoots someone there are exceptions obviously like deadpool was very good at making that entertaining by basically putting jokes around it and stuff that's why I like martial arts movies, because if I'm going to watch an action, I like really high choreographed close combat fighting. But again, I also watch UFC, so I'm just into close combat fighting. So I, again, it's all just me at that point. So it's hard for me to, to gauge. No, like... you're not wrong, because I'm kind of in the same camp. And I think, uh, I'll paraphrase a Peter Jackson quote, but he talked about, you know, filming big epic cinematic battles. And he's like, it's really entertaining at first but you have to change it up and you have to keep doing something new. Otherwise your audience gets fatigued and they're bored with this, which for better or worse, that's probably why Michael Bay's car chases when they're shot well are interesting is because he's not doing the same thing twice. It's not just two cars speeding along. It's two cars said, speeding along 
with propane tanks and boats and billboards and helicopters. Said Peter Jackson said that? Yes. Well, he made Helm's Deep, so I'm inclined to believe him. So. Yes. No, that is a whole other episode we will do because I do want to, that's an interesting philosophy. But I think that's kind of the nature of horror movies and where the divide is. is like, you mean action movies? You keep saying horror yes. movies. Oh, I don't know. I got horror on the brain for some reason. Anyways, just because an action is interesting once doesn't make it interesting repeatedly. I mean, even let's go back to the old, you know, 80s, 90s, cheesy action movies. The action was good, yes, because it was over the top. But you also kind of came there for the one-liners and the zingers. There was almost a comedy to it. Well, I mean, by that, an example of that is I mentioned Predator earlier. Predator does not actually have much action in it. Most no. of the movie is that's that's good are ridiculous lines and moments of tension. Like, you know, them just, like, watching what looks like an empty area and being like, all right, is it, is it there? And then, like, suddenly, you know, the lights show up on the guy, like, oh, he's dead. But you don't watch, like... I mean, the most quote-unquote action scene involves all of them shooting into the forest at nothing. And even that, well, like, they're not moving the around, just shooting. Scene, like, you have the very base, beginning base attack scene, which is like, all right, here's all the cool action stuff, setting up how badass these guys are. The only thing with that scene is, that sticks in my brain is Arnold Schwarzenegger going, stick around if there's sticks in the head <laughs> of machete. So. Oh, God, Predator's good. We need to do an episode on Predator, too. Yeah. Sidebar. In The Raid 2, there is a car chase scene that is also a martial arts fight scene within a single car. Favorite car chase ever. So, anyway. I feel like we've, you know, got like three or four good additional ideas out of this topic. Point is that this is, like, I don't even really know. This is such a nebulous idea. And I think, I'm of the opinion here. I'm going to try to bring us around to some kind of conclusion. The idea that a, a genre is dead ever, I think is stupid. Like, there are some genres that are in lulls, for example. Like, I could say the musical. Like, musicals don't really happen a whole lot now. But, I mean, we had La La Land, like, three years ago. And any Disney Hamilton movie that comes out. the biggest, you know, Hamilton. thing. Yeah. So, no genre really dies. They just change, right? Uh, oh, uh, Western, right? Westerns, we don't really get a whole lot of them anymore. But then we get things like El Camino, which is totally a Western. It just happens to take place in modern day. But it's or the Mandalorian. Or the Mandalorian, which, yeah, is totally a Western. It just takes place in Star Wars. So the genres just change. So that's why the whole basic idea of separating like or saying things like superhero killed the action genre is like, no, it's just that superhero is the current most popular incarnation of the action genre. And the existence yeah. of things like, like John Wick uh, illustrate that non-superhero versions still exist they're just not what is currently the boom so point is i don't like anyone saying genre is dead i think it's just an incorrect statement generally yeah no i just think i don't know if you're saying a genre is dead and then listing off a bunch of classics i'm gonna tell you it's like okay that type is gone but here are some great modern examples where they you know if you still like stuff being blown up, that still exists. And guess what? It's better now because they can do bigger explosions. The only the only genre I think I can say is quote unquote dead and feel kind of comfortable with it is the specific subgenre of musicals of dance musicals, which even that is an incorrect statement. I know there was one that came out like this year about some block. I can't remember seeing the trailer for it. So. So never mind. I was going to say, we got Bollywood, so... 
Like that's nothing but a dance musical, as far as I understand it. Yeah, which is funny because in that case, like in the what the the 30s and the 40s, like that was the only kind of movie you really existed. But then you know, it's it's just different times and different tastes, but they still exist. Alive. <laughs> well, for other reasons. Anyway, yeah, we've, we've gone we've gone over time, and we I don't think we really came to a conclusion of any sort. But uh, we better... not that there was a conclusion to be had, though. I think this is just a general discussion on the nature of action films. If you take it away from anything, go, go see, see The Raid. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it somewhere. If you haven't seen it, see The Raid. Also see Dread, because Dread needs more attention. So... Yes, Dread is awesome. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those things that I'm supposed to ask you to do because they do actually help, even though it feels like I'm shilling and it makes me feel kind of gross. I am, I am being genuine, guys. So, Because <laughs> the more that people see this, the more that we can grow, and the more that we grow, the more we will do. And you can find us on the following sites. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now, if you'd like to see us on some other, you know, podcast hosting account, let us know because we're all about expo- expanding our reach. As always, this has been Axel Wright. And your shield brother, Lord Commander Auric. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.